Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. Today I want to share a conversation that I had with Victor Viler. He's the kids director at The Ridge, and we really do a deep dive into parenting in this episode. And in honor of our Live Big series, we wanted to talk about how parents can help their kids develop generosity and compassion. Now Victor shares some really good insight into why this is important, how to help your kids become generous, practical questions to ask your kids, and more. If you find this conversation helpful, then I want to encourage you to give this podcast a follow or a subscribe. And if you know someone that could benefit from this conversation, make sure to share a link with them. Here's my conversation with Victor. Hey, Victor, thanks for joining the podcast. It's it's good to hear from you. So thank you. <laughs> um, would you mind just sharing a little bit about what you do at the Ridge? Yeah. Um, so I'm the Ridge Kids Director, uh, which means I oversee... Uh, everything from birth all the way through fifth grade. And that's not just doing all the kids programming, but it's also just uh, connecting and communicating with the parents as well and helping them just be able to kind of take steps so that they can uh, just kind of champion the faith world uh, for their own kids at home. Yeah. And and you have kids at home too, right? I do have kids at home. So I, I am I am married uh, to Lindsay. We've been married 12 years and I have two kids, a fourth grader and a second grader, Elijah and Ella. And so a part of what's been really awesome in the four and a half years that I've been the Ridge Kids Director is that I've gotten to kind of start with the mentality of I'm doing this for my, like how would I want a good program to look like for my own kids? And that's really just been really helpful in the decisions I, I've made uh, or our team has made uh, as the steps we take forward. How has that filter kind of changed your thinking? Um, a lot, I think. I think instead of just going through and be like, oh, this is going to be good enough, you you have a, a person set in mind to do it for. Mm. I think uh, we had with uh, some people as we've been doing online stuff too, is when we're filming and, and doing something to try to reach online families, we always uh, are told to think of a family or actually think of an exact face of someone you know is going to be listening to this. And I think that's helped me. So that's helped me filter through that in looking at like, hey, if Elijah and Ella are sitting down and learning this lesson, how do I think they're going to adapt to it? Uh, and that's really helped. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine so. I imagine that would be. It helps create a, a little a little heartbeat for what you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. So so we're in this series uh, called Live Big, and mm-hmm. it's the series all about hey how how can we get stretched? How can we uh, well, it really encourages us to like stretch our generosity and our compassion muscles. Mm-hmm. And uh, with your perspective, both as a parent and and leading Ridge kids, I'd love to dive in and focus on what parents can do to really help their kids develop those values and in those areas. Um, so yeah. I want to start with just something like, you know, I know this maybe they seem like an obvious question, but like, why is it important that kids develop generosity? I'll give you a very obvious answer then too. (laughs) Perfect. uh, Perfect. I would just say most studies that you've ever read or show, show that people that are more generous uh, tend to live more happy and fulfilled lives. Uh, And I think that's a part of it is, you know, and, and then when you go into the faith component of it is there happened to be a very 
there's a lot of very obvious reasons where Jesus just shows us moving into people's lives to show generosity towards others is when you get off of that focus of yourself and you think about others first. And when you do that, um, there's an aspect of, of generosity that just kind of comes through it. Uh, and so that's, that's something I think is really helpful for our kids to be able to do that. And when we can pass on those values and those aspects of what we see, uh, our kids can then grasp onto those things and pass it on to another generation. Uh, and I think that's, that's been kind of cool to watch. Yeah. I wonder too, you get a chance to interact with kids weekly, large age ranges and all that. Um, but given all that, you probably see kids that are maybe more generous or better at this than others. Uh, and it may depend on the day, <laughs> but what, uh, what seems to be the difference between someone that maybe is a kid that's like more natural in this or has worked on it or whatever? Yeah. I, I mean, it is kind of funny. You always got, you always want to go up to a parent and ask when you see a really generous kid, especially if they're like kindergarten or, uh, you know, even a 4k type kid. And you're just like, they are so generous. They know how to give already when, when you see, and then you look at your fourth grader and they're like grabbing things immediately right away. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. what happened? What happened there? Now I think every parent has the intention, um, of doing well for their kid, of teaching yeah. them how to be generous, of teaching them how to, you know, of how to give of yourself. And I think it's the worries and all the other things of the world that kind of come around that we end up to like revert back a little bit. And, and maybe we don't focus as much on that. We want them to be generous, but then when we're more worried about how to tie their shoes and get their teeth brushed and get them to church on time, we sometimes forget the aspect of like, hey, and now let's give to someone else. Right. <laughs> Showing that. And sometimes we're coming through even the last two years of what we've been through, there's an exhaustion factor too. It's like, mm -hmm. it's hard enough just to take care of myself. How am I going to take care of someone else? Yeah. Um, that survival mode instinct kind of kicks in. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would say. And, and so when you see it in a kid, that um, I always just go up to that parent and be like, hey, what's something you've worked on or what have you seen that, that, that makes that kid different that they want to be able to give? And a lot of times what I'm hearing from the parents is they've given an aspect of like, oh, well, we always practice this. We always practice, you know, helping serve uh, someone else in the neighborhood by cooking them brownies or something like that. And so there's this giving aspect, this like little link of something that the kid latched onto to go to that, to go to that and think, oh, we help other people. And so there's that natural tendency for those kids. So now it can even be mixed. You could have a family of four and one really latches onto it. And the other three, it just takes time um, yeah. to do that. Excuse me. Yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit more then. So like how you kind of mentioned maybe one practical example, but what, um, what things can a parent do to help their kid become more generous? You know, uh, that could be from like a conversational side, like maybe we can start there. Like what are some things to like say to encourage, and then we can move into like a practice. Like how do they practice that? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, lot of things I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of things that go on there. I think the, the main basic question to really look into is, how can we help someone today? Uh, that, that basic type question. And, and that can be a repetitive question day after day after day. Uh, even if you're just doing your prayers of like, 
you know, we always talk about thankfulness of things that we're thankful for, but we're like, what if we even just ask the question, how can we help someone today? And then really looking into this apprenticing type model. And you can do it in a very simple way with kids. Um, I know here at the Ridge, we have like a six part one of the, you know, I do you, watch. you create, create a six part model for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Six part model. But I, I think it's even as simple as a three part model of that, but taking that, that concept and, and breaking it down is just the, I do, we do, you do. Um, of looking at that where you say, Hey, this is what I do to help people out. And you're just talking with the kid about it. Uh, and I think you, sometimes parents don't even think about how they're being generous to others, but making your kids aware that you're doing that um, can also, I mean, because there are the, there's the visual learners that all they have to do is watch. And then there's the auditor, auditory learners that they're like, hey, you, you know, and, and the hands-on ones too, but the auditory one might be like, hey, I see you doing that. It doesn't mean anything, but now when you explain it to me, now I get it a little bit more. So just in that I do part, how do you best communicate with your kid? How do they, how do you know that they learn? Uh, so when you say do the, I do, then you go to the, we do. So now you're just doing it together with them. And then you do it. Now you're just saying here, like, Hey, now that now, now you have an example of being able to do this uh, and then show them examples of how, how other kids help too. Uh, I know my wife and I, or my wife especially likes this. She likes to go to social media and there's a couple different sites uh, and things that you can look at where there's kids doing things for other kids in this world already. Um, I already, I mean, I, I already know like someone on staff with Kelly Ager uh, and all the things that her, um, our compassion director, uh, that her son's been through. And I know that he is now going out and seeing the way that she did stuff and he's going out and helping other kids now today too, as a sixth grader, you know, and that's really just kind of cool to watch. Um, but there's a, there's a Facebook site called KIC, which is kids impacting community. Um, and there's a KIC in Milwaukee. And this is a thing where you can even sign up uh, to just help clean up uh, an elderly person's yard. They get this signed up and you sign up as a family and then they send you a person and you go and you just, help clean up their yard or, or and then connect with them with someone that's in the community or close to you. Um, there's, uh, I know a site also called Upworthy uh, where you can do stories, uh, just listen to stories and see stories of, of kids and other adults helping other people. And I think those can be other things that you kind of see. Um, and the last thing I always like to lean on, uh, we are um, a church that uses orange curriculum and uh, they have a really great uh, thing called the parent Q app and but also the parent Q website and through that they just have a lot of great articles and podcasts that you can be able to kind of listen um, I know one of the most recent ones that I listened to uh, was called are my kids on track and it really mm -hmm. talks about the all these spiritual aspects of hey we're always measuring our kids up to things but we also have to take a step back and look like, hey, how are we praying? How are we talking to our kids? Uh, how are we communicating with them in the steps that they're taking as they age naturally through that, that process? Yeah, I love that. Especially, I mean, I love the process there. That's the like one that showcases, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing. I'm going to be growing generously, right? And so how do I um, talk to my kids about that? Because as you're saying that, like, that might be a natural reaction. Like maybe if you do something, you don't want anyone else to know about it because you don't want it to be about that reason, you know, but it's actually more helpful for your kid when you share that, you know, <laughs> that's like an interesting, like that might be a good encouragement for some parents listening to be like, Hey, talk to your kids when you have that. And then, um, I love both the, the conversation. I love the question. How do you, 
How do we help someone today? How do you help someone today? Is that a question that you'd ask like preschool, like before school starts or um, I think think preschoolers can comprehend it. Um, And I've seen it within that age group. And I think a lot of it, uh, even when they're two or three, is hey we're going to help our neighbor by cooking them cookies or you yeah, know, just yeah. when you use like that age appropriate thing even that age excitement and then um because that's just showing the example of, hey this is what we're going to do together and mm-hmm. you know they help make the cookies or whatever and then that just becomes like a natural um a natural flow uh to their everyday life but then i think you know you get in the, the preschool early elementary age they can start to think about things. And it's just really amazing to watch um, those things kind of pick up and go. I, I, I'll just give an example. Um, I've started a, a men's group uh, just a couple of weeks ago and we meet at my house and my daughter, Alice, second grade is all of a sudden she's just like, got all her Halloween, <laughs> we got all her Halloween candy from a couple of days ago. All of a sudden she's just like working with the candy. I'm like, Alice, what, what are you doing? And also she's like, Hey, do you have any, um, like small sandwich bags or something like that, that I can pack some stuff up. I'm like, yeah, sure. They're over here. And what I noticed all of a sudden is she was creating for the three men that were coming over. She was creating like a little goodie bag for all three (laughs) guys and then writing the names on it. And I'm just like, Oh, that's so generous. You know, like she, as a second grader was thinking of that completely on her own. We didn't say anything at all. It was no mention. It was that, and I was like, and now trying to have her clean her room, a whole different story. But, <laughs> but um, so celebrate the successes when we get them, right? <laughs> yeah. But thinking, but thinking about others, she just went out on a limb, said, I want to, I want to serve these guys that are coming and talking about God today. You know, like, so that was just something that for her, she just picked up on it and did it. And I, and I, and I gave like Lindsay credit. I was like, Lindsay, that's because you have, whether you lo- like it or acknowledge it or not, you have this hospitality gift. Uh, and she's been watching you and she's been seeing you and everything that you do. And she sees that gift. Um, and, and she's like, people are coming over. I'm going to serve them in some way. Yeah. And um, those guys were all really touched. You know, so it's, it's mm. um, really kind of a cool thing. I mean, that just reinforces maybe the best possible thing a parent can do to help their kid develop generosity is to be generous themselves. You know, just, I think we come back to the obvious answer. Again. Yeah, it comes back. It comes <laughs> back. Okay. So, okay. A little bit of following up on this. Yep. You mentioned even what you're sharing, like Ella, Ella has uh, developed this ability to share well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You and I both know that is not the case for every kid. <laughs> so if a parent's listening right now and they're like, okay, getting my kid to share anything is challenging what could be some helpful things that um, maybe would help them develop that skill or help them kind of overcome the problem of sharing? Yeah. Um, Cause in the world of, I feel like we're in a world of receiving. Uh, and, and I think that it's makes it more difficult to, when I hear a lot of the, I want, I want this, I want that. I receive this, I get this. Uh, when we can take the focus off of them and, and us, you know, like as us as a family, like our group that we live within or the people that we're around, when we can help take that focus off of them to others. Uh, and that, that component can be easier said than done. 
but yeah. just changing the wording in which we use all the time of uh, if we're always focused on the aspect of what we need to do for ourselves, it's hard to be able to think about others. And so it's just getting in that regular part of a language is turning the focus to others. Um, so what might be so, an example of like some phrases that you could change? Yeah. And so one phrase um, is when, you know, I think it's even like a, a sharing aspect. If you look at it at all, you see a toy right there. And both of them go to grab that and one gets it and is happy. And the other one is like crying and like, oh, I don't have my toy. And a really good conversation for both sides of it. But the person who gets the toy more is, hey, how do you think that makes them feel that you have this and they don't? You know, yeah. what is another way that you guys can work this out? Um, or, or, you know, and then, then you see a kid that's like all of a sudden like thinking a little bit and like, oh, they should get something too. Well, maybe they give a different toy. Maybe they're more willing or they give that doll up and say, hey, I can play with this. And that's where it's going to take parents to kind of help coax that conversation of like, hey, maybe if you offer this toy or can you give them that doll and you grab this toy. And it's just that aspect of it's, it, it starts really in those little baby steps of generosity uh, that kind of kind of filter in. Uh, but I, I think that how does that make you feel type thing about how can we help someone today um, but that, sh that sharing aspect is where it really kind of starts. And we talk about it from day one of like, Hey, how can we help share? I think parents really have the good intentions of wanting to teach their kid how to share. And that yeah. is the first buds of where generosity turns into it. And the more that we can kind of learn in how the other person feels in the situation, again, mm -hmm. that takes the focus off of you. That takes the focus off of what my and my I want, I demand type feelings are to, oh, I have to think about that. Yeah. And sometimes there's still drag them out type conversations. There's still the kid is crying because they don't understand it. But you got to keep coming back to it. Because I think what happens is when we get exhausted, when we get tired, we just choose not to go there anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then it's sort of like, oh, I tried for one year with my kid to get this to happen. But the things that are worth it, we have to keep coming back to, if yeah. that makes sense. Well, I think that just also reinforces, you know, right now, your parent, you're listening. You're not the only one struggling with this. Like everybody's kids really struggle with, with sharing to some degree. And, yep. you know, um, the repetition really is, is really powerful. Uh, yeah, I love that. I also love the idea of like, as you mentioned, kind of changing some of the language around like um, making things more our and less of, you know, the individual possession. Um, mm -hmm. I think also one that has always helped. My kids don't like it anymore, but I think they were a part of it is like when it comes to possessional type things is just saying it's not ours. It's really God's and he's given us an opportunity to share it uh, yeah. is, is when it comes down to those toys of. Well, that's, you hear this. I mean, I, parents, I, 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 you can give an amen to this. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's mine. You know, that type of language, which still happens daily in my household. Uh, <laughs> that's mine. That's not fair. Um, is it's, it is not fair, but it's also, it's not ours. You know, we, I, I, I always give that option of like taking it off of that is not ours. 
but it's our opportunity and we've been blessed to be able to use it. Now, how can we also share it um, and, and give yeah. those opportunities to do that? That's a great, that's a great reminder. And it's being especially a powerful, like, um, like a teachable moment too. You know, you think you look for a teachable moments as a parent and uh, seeing it, being able to, because those are that plants the seed for further later in life. Like, Hey, the things that we have are things that we steward well and the things that we take care of aren't ours, but our ability to like impact others with them. Um, that's great. So, okay. So moving into a different area, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of away, a little bit away from the generosity towards the idea of like serving others. Yeah. Um, why is it important? Why is it important for kids to practice this? Well, the age old, uh, church answer is it is better to give than to receive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> no. And, um, and I think that's the whole heart behind live big in a time like right now too, is when we give and the, and the stories that you can think about time and again, when there is a giving option, you see the heart grow so much more from that person that was able to give as opposed to, Oh, I was so thankful that you gave me this gift and I was able to get, yes, we're very thankful. And I think, but I've seen growth come from people who are able to give that aspect of it. And I, the example I gave just an Ellis story, um, she received so much joy and even more joy in that. Yes. The guys were, were touched and they, and they thought that was so cool, but you could tell Ella felt something even more from that. She's like, I was able to, I was able to help someone else out today. Um, and I know I try to give any one of those opportunities uh, for my kids. And, and that's why I'm excited that with Live Big, we are doing a kid's version of that this month. And just teaching yeah. them from the basics of how to give, you know, in finances uh, to how to serve other people that they'll be able to kind of put some um, packages together uh, and just how to love uh, other people, you know, so that they'll be able to write some cards out to people um, at one of our other partners through the Ridge and all of those different things, just taking those steps of helping them put those things uh, in action. And so I think I helped answer that question, but. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm curious. I know that like when it comes to, you know, serving opportunities, Mm -hmm. very common kid response, uh, a very common kid response to serving opportunities is like, but I don't want to. And you know, the, yes, I probably maybe I didn't do them justice there with that, that whiny voice. You know, I probably shouldn't drop it in that, I'm that much. much better, uh, but... Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. So your kid, you want to serve with them. You want to teach them those things, but they're just being like, they're, you know, they're pushing back. Um, yeah. What do you do in those situations? How can you continue to kind of, develop that skill in that. And I get, it comes back to, I think it's consistency of continuing to, uh, it's what we say in our child dedications is we can't control what our kids' reactions are going to be, uh, but we can set the tone. We, we can still sit there and say, this is going to be a value in our household. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're gonna keep coming back to this. And um, I've even seen, seen it uh, in a couple other parent homes where they write out a list of their family values of what they're going to be. And uh, we haven't developed a whole big list that you can see in our house yet, but we sat down and we talked through with our kids and, and Lindsay and I wrote out what are going to be, what are the Vilers going to be known as? Like, how are we going to be? And when we do that, we can always point back to that. So even when there's that complaint, when there's that 
I don't want to. It's going to say, this is what we're going, this is what we're going to be. This is what we have chosen as a family to be. And so it's setting that tone of, of those things. And when you come back to that time and time again, yes, they're going to roll their eyes. Yes. They're going to be uh, our, our biggest fault is when we choose to just be our, our kids, best friends. <laughs> and when we yeah, give yeah. in to those things that we think are important, but we're like, ah, you know what? I don't want to upset my kid. Well, if you think it's still important, we still have to find a way to push through it. Now that might be, we don't do serving in this way. Maybe it's um, like, I know uh, I took Elijah down to um, serving opportunity in downtown Milwaukee once. And he was like in first grade and it was just young. And he was, there were other kids there and he just wanted to play all the games and be with them. So I was like, you know what? I realize I probably can't take him to an area to go serve other kids and other people without him wanting to play. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I got to take him out of that context. So you have, as a parent, you have to put the context, you know, your kids best. So you have mm -hmm. to find the serving opportunity that's going to relate to where your kid's age is at. Um, but I, you know, there are third graders that can go and do a food pack and totally be on and, and be, and roll right with it but I would not have trusted my third grader. <laughs> you know, like when I was, when he, when he was a third grader, I would not have trusted him to be able to do it and, and hold on to the focus of what we were doing and why we were serving others and know the impact that that made. Um, no, so that's, I, I think that's, that's great. Like that's assessing, Hey, what environment is my kid going to be able to thrive at? And so that's just like, even an energy thing, like how much work do you want to put into like, if you want to give them that experience serving, you can give them opportunities that they're going to like succeed in, um, you know, better than others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's until true. they're ready for that different type of opportunity. Yeah. It's called, I mean, it's just trying and trying again. Uh, mm. Any huge successful stories you hear about people that have invented things and done things is they had to keep trying. And even by accident, sometimes they succeeded uh, through doing that. If you truly want your kids to be generous and you want them to learn how to serve well, obviously you, you have to you have to keep working at it. You have to be able to do it together. Um, you still continue to do the, the I do, we do, um, you do type of mentality. Um, but I think what I've seen in years of doing mission work with high schoolers and middle schoolers even too, um, they love serving together. And when you can be able to get those groups and you see a team of people even doing it, it's hard if you're just gonna say, Hey, you're just going to do this or me and you, but the bigger group you can even find to do it sometimes can be a very positive thing too. Again, mm. it depends upon your kid. You know, if your kid right. gets distracted and has ADD, ADHD all over the place, <laughs> it's like now there's a big group and poof, now they're off. That might be a different story. But I also have seen when many of their peers can work together and make something happen too. Mm. Um, even just as simple as like Cub Scouts, you know, when they do a, when they do a thing and they're hosting the elementary school dance they're into their jobs. You know, they're helping sell the candy or they're helping sell the tickets. And yes, they need an adult to help do them, but they're learning those little steps, how they can do it. I'm curious, like you, you mentioned earlier, every parent wants their, their kid to be able to develop generosity, to like have a heart for serving others. Like every parent wants that, right? Uh, at least that, I choose to believe that. Um, what might be some things that are actually like, hurtful rather than helpful as they're trying to get their kid, um, as they're trying to like teach their kid about these things? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, 
I think it's when we don't lead as an when we don't lead as an example. Uh, I think what it, one of the next classic phrases out there again is do as I say, not as I do <laughs> for a lot of parents. It's like, there's a lot of parents that tell you what to do, but then them themselves, they do not do it. Uh, and, and kids are smart and they're watching. Uh, and it's amazing how fast our kids can pick up on our bad habits. And we know this about ourselves. We, as parents, we know what our faults are. And we sit there and I think more of what we talk about is all the negative things we've handed down to our, our kids and, uh, or the kids will tell us all the negative things that, they, we've, that we've handed down to them. But again, it's, it comes into that we have to keep trying. But I think when a, parent, when a parent does not lead by example of doing that, uh, they're like, oh yeah, I want my kids to be generous, but they're not seeking out any ways to be generous themselves. I think, I think that can be devastating. Um, especially when you want to be able to build that parent child relationship and, uh, the parent, and I'll speak to all parents here. You are still the most influential person or people in your kids' lives. And that is, is valuable and important. You know, you can take that as good news or bad news, but I think it's, I think it's really good news. Um, and, uh, so they can also pick up on our good habits as well. So to, to flip that question is, yeah, here's the bad thing you can do is not leading by example, but the good thing you can do is when you do lead by example um, yeah. and, and, and apologize for the mistakes that you make when you do it, but, um, or like, oh, that didn't work out, but we're going to try this again and try this and do that. And it's good communication, you know, that in that way. So I would say the, the other thing is not having good communication. If, if you have not made your values of how you want your kids to be, then it's hard to expect them to be that way. You know, if you have it in your mind, what you want them to be, but you don't communicate to them, um, or not what they want to be, um, how you want them to be, or how you want your household to be. If you can't communicate those things or don't find ways to communicate them to your kids, we can't expect them to be that then. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that every, you know, every person, every kid has a, a best version of themselves and every parent wants their kid to reach that best version of themselves. And, um, it's just super helpful when you have expectations say, Hey, here's how you can get there. Here are the values that, that if we have in place, we're going to reach that best self. Um, and most faithful, all those things. Uh, and really, I mean, for those followers of Jesus, Hey, here's, here's the place that God is calling us to. Um, here is the life that God is calling us to, and let's reach out for that. Um, yeah. and you're right that the expectation, the clear communication is really powerful. Um, but I mean, that's, yeah, that's just great. Well, I mean, Victor, thank you so much. I know that I'm, I'm not personally a parent and so I'm learning a ton. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm so here. I'm like, okay, when I have kids, I'm like, you know, make little notes and like, okay, all right, do these things, ask these types of questions. Um, I still come back to the, Hey, how can we help one person today? Uh, question. I think that is, that's yeah. so good. And following up at the end of the day, you know, being like, Hey, how, how did that go? How'd your idea go? Um, that's really powerful to me. So, um, I think that's something I'd love to implement, but well, thanks again, Victor. Love having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. All right. That was good. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that was my conversation with Victor. I think my favorite part of that whole conversation was asking the question to your kids, how can we help someone today? I love it for three reasons. You know, I've, I've often heard it said that the questions we ask show what we value and that shows that we value helping others. 
And it helps your kid take ownership of the process as they start to develop those thoughts of generosity and compassion. And finally, it reinforces an other's first mindset, which is at the heart of the character and the call from Jesus. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't done so already, please follow and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.